listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to episode 65 of the AntsMarching.org podcast. It is a beautiful, sunny day here in Seattle, Washington. Uh, Jake, do you have the same kind of weather down there? Actually, it was quite cool today uh, here in sunny Florida. Hello, everyone. I, I think the high in, in the greater central Florida area was about 75, and that's unusually cool for us. I wow. will take it. Joe? Nowhere near that. Um, I woke up to snow outside. Um, the yes. song or the actual? <laughs> <laughs> that was not intentional, but actually, no, actually. A, uh, yeah. Oh, I, you know what I really thought there? I I really went to Informer, like the artist Snow. Oh, now that would be cool too. Him outside. <laughs> no, not the not the not him. Not the snow outside the song. There was actually snow on my car. Um, it is a good forty-five degrees here right now, so it has warmed up from from overnight. Um, it's opening day here for baseball. I think. Um, the Pirates had the uh, the first game of the season. Maybe I, maybe they I'm were, wrong. They there. were winning in the seventh, three nothing. Yeah, so I would I would have gone down and tailgated. Nothing. It's hard to turn me away from a good tailgate, except uh, 45 degree weather. And for you know, I'm not really going to pull that one off. So I wish I was in uh, the warm weather where you guys are. Yeah. Well, it was a good weekend though. Too Arsenal and the Sounders both won yesterday. So I was pleased. Four zero, baby. Four nil. One, one nil. One nil. Dude, yes. The Orlando Magic are winning right now. Um, I just saw that. It just because I felt left out from the. The watchable sport formerly known as the NBA? Yeah. I actually went to a uh, Magic game on Wednesday, um, which was last Wednesday. I don't even know what day that was, like in late March, when, when the Magic scored 139 points, which I didn't think I would ever see anybody score that many points in a single game. But I don't go to too many Magic games. But it's a, it's, you know, it's a fun time just to go to a game. Uh, so, uh, so, Joe, what, what are you drinking uh, this fine Sunday evening? Um, so I kind of have pulled... A twofer today. I have a mug of coffee here for our morning podcast listeners, so I'm going to have a sip of that. And I also have a glass of wine, a Shiraz, from 2006 St. Andrews that I will have for our late night uh, podcasters. And so let me just pour a little bit of that. Oh, oh, there we go. How long have you had that wine for? Um, this is, this is part of that, that recent discount oh. purchase. This is, this is a recent one. That's an, uh, an 06 off the shelf of a store, you know? Yeah. I think it's probably because it's probably reaching its age of probably not being good anymore and they're trying to get rid of it. So uh, I will happily drink it for him. What are you drinking, Matt? Um, I being a little boring here, I, I'm back to that half growler of the dogfish head 120 minute IPA. Um, I, once I cracked it, I had to, uh, Got to finish it. Yeah, it'll go bad quick. So, uh, yep, I'm still working on that. How is it now? You're what are you about halfway through it or a little more? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm say I'm in the second half of the half growler, so the last quarter. Um, it's actually fine. This this beer, as it ages anyway, get, gets real like a like a honey barley wine. It's really delicious actually uh, when it ages. So it's we're still in the sweet spot. Well, I am drinking um, something again local as I always do. This is from Bowegans here in Central Florida. Uh, and this is a optical fusion, tropical fusion with H-O-P capitalized. Uh, it is a um, hoppy little IPA 
that finish is very, very nice and sweet. I really, really like it. And just like Joe, I'm also doing something for the morning people. Uh, so if you're uh, listening to this in your car on Monday morning or another morning, I'm drinking a Hoppical Fusion, actually, from Bowiegans. So, you know, I'm not saying drink and drive. I'm just saying when you get to work, you can pour one yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Very good. Now I'm, uh, I'm still thirsty. Next. Perfect. Next drink. So uh, we got um, some pretty cool stuff to talk about this week, I think. Um, the John Paul Jones show, obviously, um, and we talked about that uh, last podcast, but we've got some additional details um, this week. So, Joe, you have some ticket data, I believe, right? Yeah, you, yeah, I definitely do. So, you know, obviously it kind of brought it up related to uh, John Paul Jones Arena just went on sale, uh, what was it, Friday? And um, sold out pretty fast. Um, it's pretty much all sold out. I mean, if you put in enough for a single ticket, you might find something in the uppers, depending on when you search. But um, the show sold out. And so I said, OK, let me get some data just related to uh, how we're looking for the rest of the tour. But I guess before I do that, I'm just curious, with JPJ being sold out and only being one show, do you guys think there's any chance that they'll release, announce the second show? No. No. Okay. That 2001 still comes to mind. And it's only a month away. It, it, it would almost be repeating history identically. I agree. Yeah, it's just it, the timing's just not right for, for two shows. Right. Yeah, so um, JPJ joins one of just a few show, shows that have been sold out. Five venues have sold out. Um, we previously had the two. We talked about um, the two New Hampshire shows that sold out. But now JPJ has also added that list, Mansfield, the AKA Boston show, and Berkeley Night One has sold out. So um, the band actually lists that uh, the Nikon uh, Theater show is sold out on their website, but I still see tickets available. So essentially, though, five shows sold out. It's just about 10% of the shows have been sold out. So probably not that many. But um, Do you think uh, but, a good strategy but, would be for them to put – like lawn chairs on the lawn, and maybe they'd have a better chance of selling those tickets if they were mm-hmm. seats and not lawn seats. Get it? I don't. <laughs> I, some places actually do that, or they've 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 extended the pavilion out into the lawn just so they can sell the ticket prices prices higher. It's kind of annoying, actually. You're not even under the under the roof anymore, and you're really freaking out there far away. But I guess you don't have to fight for lawn spots. The only good part about it, but ticket price is still more expensive. If I were to guess, I would say that that, um, that number is a little bit better than last year. Uh, I don't think they had anything sold out before the tour last year. If they did, maybe they had one. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're above the pace from last year. So that's a good sign. That, that, all right, then I didn't know that. That's pretty good. So, um, you know, out of, you know, all the venues that are lawn venues, um, you know, they're are pretty much all sold out of pit and all sold out of lowers. The only thing that's left is in six six places, there's still upper pavilion, um, but everything else is sold out. Um, now, we do have nine non-lawn venues out there. Those are indoor, um, indoor arenas or there are places that are all GA. There's you know, no necessarily a lawn. So there's 11 of those. Two of them are sold out, um, JPJ and Berkeley. Berkeley's all GA. Um, but out of, out of those other ones, um, five of the 11 have floor and general availability 
all available lowers. They have like out of the five of those 11 kind of indoor places, there's plenty of tickets available. They're not, they're not even struggling to sell them. And then four, the other half, like four, have only uppers available. So I don't know what it is, but essentially the non-lawn venues, the indoor or the ones that are just GA, there's a lot of tickets left for those. Those are not selling very much different from the, the lawn venues. It's more of a general question, but do you think that um, having an album to support would drive attendance to uh, concerts? For Dave Matthews Band, no. Yeah, I would say no. I mean, maybe if there was a single out, they're getting a little bit of airplane, you might catch a few people that you know weren't thinking about it. But for the most part, I would say no. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't think that it has an effect on this band. I mean, generally speaking, for musical acts, yes, you would be supporting an album and you would draw people for that. But I think Dave Matthews Band is past that point. Right. Do you see it getting to the point where the majority of shows this tour, by the time the songs or the shows are performed, are, are not sold out? I, I would see. I would say for pretty sure the lawns will not be sold out. I think for the most part, for all the lawn venues, the upper pavilions that are kind of empty right now, out of the six that still have upper pavilion, I would say majority of those will um will fill out there's a couple of them that just have significant amount of uppers available but the other ones are kind of like probably will fill in um so i think those will get close but for sellouts ugh, you know probably berkeley night two for whatever reason uh, you know night one sold out but um which is like a monday i think or something um i assume night two will eventually sell out on that one and i think probably maybe some other places like maine um and maybe a couple others will will sell out as we get closer, but I don't think it'll change that dramatically. Hmm. Well, what we're really psyched about is Charlottesville. That is sold out, and uh, we have a little little bit more detail to uh, to reveal since the last time we all spoke. Is that right, Joe? I don't know. You tell me. Well, uh, so okay, so last uh, what two thousand and was it? I keep I was confused. Them nine or ten were we down in Charlottesville? Well, we were there for both, but we were partying in twenty in two thousand nine. Two thousand and nine, correct? Okay, yes. right. Uh, so uh, anybody who was there, and maybe a lot of those who weren't because we live streamed it, um, know that we we partied at Monoloco, uh, which is a how do you want to say it? Like a Nuevo Mexican like fusion cuisine. Michael Lewis is uh, chef and proprietor. Just runs an amazing joint there. It's such a cool place to hang out and. Reading their website, they uh, they advertise that they're available for parties up to about 100 people, which we blew out of the water in 2009. I think we, we ended up peaking at 700, and the fire marshal was not pleased, all that kind of good stuff. But we were well within our rights. We did not break the law. Let we got rights. We got <laughs> rights. So, uh, so yeah, so we've been working. Um, we announced last week on the podcast that we are going to have a party in Charlottesville, and that's kind of all we said. We weren't sure of the details, and there was a lot of stuff to come together. So um, Joe has been really beating the pavement trying to get some things organized. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take your thunder, Joe. So why don't you go ahead and, and you give us the details? It's on not this. what the, what are you talking about? My thunder, like your this song is... series. I'm no. going to allow you to once again pimp your no. song. No, 
This is not this is not my thunder. No, but the biggest thing is the, and really happy thanks to Michael and thanks to Alicia. We're going to be coming back to Mono Loco to just one up it, one even bigger than 2009. And some of the stuff that's already in the works is just I'm really excited to be able to to talk more about. But I'm just glad we could say now Friday night Mono Loco. Um, get into town night, whenever you get there. Key point. Key point. Yeah. Night zero, night before the concert. Yep. Is going to be the party. So you're going to get there anyway. I mean, let's be honest, people. You, you're going to come in early. You're going to take a look around everything. So yep. we're there to greet you, to welcome you into Charlottesville. Yeah. So th- so those that don't know Monoloco weren't there before. So Charlottesville downtown area has a walking mall. And that's where Miller's is. That's where a lot of some DMV history is. Monoloco is literally one block right off of that walking mall. So you can stop by Miller's and um, and see the giant line outside and then come over to uh, Monoloco and come uh, come listen to some good tunes and some other good stuff we'll have that we can announce later and uh, grab a drink and hang out. Uh, that's uh, just real close to the walking mall for those that haven't been there. The way we, the way we looked into it was we were originally thinking about Saturday night um, – but then, given the fact that the party wouldn't start at that point until well after 11 o'clock at night, and looking at some of the flights out of the Charlottesville airport, they seem to depart either really early, like 6 o'clock, or really late. And we're thinking a lot of people might want to get get on their horse fairly early that day and take off on Sunday to get back in time for their, for their jobs to start again on Monday. So rather than squeeze it in after the show on Saturday and possibly... Just you know, make it difficult for people to go there, or or have to make a choice. Well, I got to get up early, so we just said, you know what, most people are going to, like Jake said, are going to be coming in the day before, the evening before. So uh, we're definitely going to do night zero, and then hey, that's the best part. You're having a great time at the party, and you still have a, a Dave Matthews Band show to look forward to the following night. So um, I don't know what time we're going to start it. What do you guys think? Probably between seven and eight, nine, somewhere in that ballpark. I'm guessing. Sure, yes. sure, yep. But the, all the, all of those details will will be will be laid out on the front page of Ants, um, probably within the next couple of weeks. We'll be we'll be dropping a ton more detail on it as things firm up. But we will be at the Loco, so and, it, uh, and the Loco is the late night spot of Charlottesville. It will it will be there until we will be there until close time. It is one of the few places that will keep going wild until the end of the night. So no matter what time you get in, even if you got a late flight coming in at 10 p.m. Still got plenty of time to get to your check-in in your hotel, freshen up, and still come out even for a couple hours. We'll be we'll be going late into the night. And wait till you try the food oh. that Michael makes. Oh my God! The, his guacamole I, is still the best I've ever had in my life. I, I talk about it all the time. I, I was talking about it earlier today. That pork taco he has with the fried egg inside of it, our, our burrito is a, a pulled pork burrito with a fried egg inside is the absolute greatest thing I've ever eaten in my life. I'm getting me hungry now. Oh my God. It's just the best. Ugh. So more, more details to come. Like, like I mentioned so far, you got the time or the date Friday night and you got the location Mono Loco, just a block off the walking wall. Um, and I just leave that little teaser out. There will be more things to come. Yeah. Not to, not going to give it all away now. We're still locking some stuff down. If you all follow us on Twitter over the last few days, we've kind of come out with some um, weird tweets. One of them being Crazy Monkey. One of them uh, Unstable Marsupial. Uh, Monoloco quite literally translates to Crazy Monkey. 
So mm. we were kind of dancing around that on Twitter. Nobody got it. Nobody got it. But um, anybody who wanted to whip out Google Translate might have might have been able to realize and find out the location of the party a little before the before the announcement. But uh, that's okay. Thanks for playing. <laughs> <laughs> you know something else that's going on in Seville. I don't know if you guys saw that um, the band is setting up a pop up um, retrospective gallery. Did you guys see that? But what about the painting? What about the painting? I was that's my first thought. That painting has gotta be there, right? I'm getting a selfie with that painting in the gallery oh, if they allow yes. for if they allow photography, I'm getting a selfie with that thing. Oh gosh. That it, kinda, that it makes the painting have some sense now. Maybe that, you know, now that's why the painting was in there. It has some meaning. I feel like my life is complete now. That video makes sense. I, I, I'm happy I, that there's this gallery now. I hope it's not there. Just just to just to drive you a little more crazy than usual. <laughs> I, I, just, I hope it's not there. It's not there. I am printing off a picture of it and going to hang it on the wall somewhere in the gallery, like, you know, like Seinfeld style to see if anybody realizes I've added some art to the wall. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, but yeah, but you're you're going to spend like all day Saturday if it's not there, just walking around trying to find that picture. That's gonna find. I'm gonna. That's gonna be my mission. But yeah, for those that didn't see um, in Seville, while it's going on on the sixth uh, and seventh, um, the band is setting up, uh, hosting a pop-up um, photo photographic um, exhibit. I guess uh, look back at DMB over the 25 years. Some of the band's favorite photographers. Um, yeah, it should be interesting to see. Um, it's actually, I guess, gonna make its way to New York um, after New York City. New York, New York City. Um, I assume it's New York City. They called it Morrison Hotel Gallery. I'm not familiar with it. Um, I assume that's in New York City. It says it's in New York. It didn't say city. Um, so kind of interesting that it's going to be moving around. So another little activity to plan into your days while you're out there. It's only open um, on Friday from 6 to 9 and then only open from 11 to 4 on uh, Saturday, the day of the show. So not a lot of time to catch it. So um, you'll have to work your day around I, it. I do like how they're folding in additional Seville-related things, though. To, yeah, it's nice. To, to the whole to the weekend, right? I mean, only one show. Uh, that's okay. The fact that they're kind of padding it with with relevant to-dos is, is really cool. And that kind of plays Great. into something we spoke in the last uh, couple of podcasts about, and that is the effect that this will have on the actual show because it seems like everything is laying out like it's a big deal 25th anniversary so we go back to what we talked about before is this going to affect the set list uh, I mean, I, I, my, my call is fenton certainly got paintings ready to hang for the for the decorum <laughs> on the stage so I, think that's, I think that's a lock joe m's joe m's stage design <laughs> do it for Fenton. Do it for Joe M. <laughs> do it for Fenton. But you know, it just kind of makes you wonder. Just kind of the, everything just feels like it's a it's a big deal. Now it, it, it's getting a little bit better. I, you know, if, if without this pop up, it just feels like every other, any other show. So now that there's the pop up, and now that there's an ants party, it's starting to feel a little bit more special. Right. So Eric E. Lind on. Um... On Periscope asked, maybe Dave will paint on stage. How about this? Would you rather Dave play Angel or paint on stage? Paint. For 17 paint. minutes? Angel. Paint for 17 minutes. <laughs> Angel. <laughs> he could paint He could paint for 20 minutes. That'd be fine. <laughs> Give me Angel. 
I just like those scenarios where you ask yourself in your head, what what really would I prefer? Paint. <laughs> so it's getting good. I'm I'm excited yeah. about it. Yeah, we are really excited about re- releasing more details about the party too. There's going to be a lot going on. There, we might even, hmm, we might even release details about something else that we've kind of been teasing at here um, over the last couple podcasts. Uh, we've been working quite. Hard quite diligently on trying to get this thing ready for the tour and it will be ready for the tour and um yeah we're just excited i I wish i wish we could say more i just feel like yeah the party will have a dual purpose uh we'll have a dual purpose and it's our first night zero party also so um you know i think most of our parties in the past correct me if i'm wrong jake have all been Post show, you know, eleven o'clock, pizzas everywhere, drinking and live music. Um, this will be our first that we'll do on night zero. Yeah, this is our first official night zero one. Um, in, in fact, in Charlottesville in '09, we only had a, a party after the first show, uh, the first night. The West Palm Beach shows were uh, parties were always two nights, extravaganzas. Yep. So yep. a little bit different. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, the weather is not like my weather and more like your guys's weather when we're there. I hope so. Jeez. If <laughs> we wouldn't know what to do. Oh my god, there. I would freeze to death. <laughs> well, I think I, that's probably good for our first segment. We've got the Joe's DMB Vote Song Series coming up in the second half. You're not going to want to miss that. We've got plenty of listener questions around. So uh, stick with us. We will take a quick break and we will be right back.
podcast segment and mine, Joanne's DMB Vote Song Series. All right, how excited are you for yet another, <laughs> another volume of Joanne's DMB Vote Song Series? I love the studio audience that we have here. This is great. I did, you know, it's not even worth a free lunch. I didn't have to, I didn't have to buy them off. They were so ready. They were to just, do Joe M's DMV They were ready to do go, like a whole bunch of golf clapping together. They were just great. Yeah, that was that was a raucous version that I found too. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Um, what what are we at? We're at volume eleven right now, aren't we? Um, sounds yes. We are at volume eleven. And do either of you guys remember what the song was last week? Oh, how could I forget? Who could forget? Madre Padre. <laughs> Mofo. I think I call it Mother and Father last week, but yeah, Mother Father was the song last week. And, mother um, or Father. Mother or Father. Um, pretty light on the comments, but thank you. We got a couple comments. Um, I'll, I'll do one quick one and see if you guys have it. Uh, Jeff uh, Custerman Jr. at uh, JLK Jr. 34 said, Ant Sparching, I'll choose A which is the one with Santana, for the fact that it was, was made for Carlos. Hashtag DMB vote. And then there's some weird hashtag here. Joe, Joe M's, M's song, song series. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Um, Jake, do you have one? I do from our good friend Joey Bats 5. That's Joey Castro, who uh, says A with Santana using the Ants podcast and the DMB vote hashtags. He did not use the hashtag Joe M's song series, unfortunately. Because that one doesn't register. Matt, you got one? Well, there's a, a username. Uh, the handle's at Young Crispy, and he, and he uses the handle Heels Season. So I'm, I'm guessing that's a shot at, well, not a shot at Syracuse, but Syracuse certainly uh, got knocked out by the Tar Heels this weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, he's, uh, and, and he's actually tweeting from North Carolina, USA, so he's definitely a Tar Heels fan. All he had to input was uh, Litho Blitho. Which we talked about Litho Blitho um, kind of recently. Um, which is, uh, Jake, you mentioned, I think that it's kind of the extension of that one little, uh, what would you call it, uh, bridge or would you call it solo? Sure. Either, either one of those. That's basically what it is. It's, it's just that part from mother, father and Lithlo, Bithlo means mother, father in whatever language. Yeah, quick. It say it again. From. No, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It means it in, it means it in, uh. In uh, old Swahili, it's like oh, a- okay. <laughs> <laughs> or it's also named for a studio that they recorded it in. 
mm-hmm. that Dave recorded his little <laughs> outro from. Jake, but that Jake, was no Jake. Say it again, please. Litho. Bithlow. <laughs> <laughs> that was worth it all the way. <laughs> That, that was actually a little Central Florida joke for those. <laughs> it was a joke, all right. The, the, the people in Central Florida going, hey, you said Bithlow, that's so funny. <laughs> but um, that was actually recorded during the Some Devil sessions. Am I right there, Jake? I believe you are correct. I, I'm, I'm not up on my mother-father history like I should be, yeah. but I believe you are correct. Yeah, I think I mean I think a lot of some of the takes for some devil were recorded in studio Lithoblitho. And um and I think that was like a little B side or outro. It ended up making a I think a Martin acoustic C D release. Um Martin Medeski and Wood, I think, right? MMW. Oh, was that what it was? I thought it was the guitar. The guitar um No, I I believe it was MMW. I'm still gonna Jake, say it was come I'm on, gonna still Jake. say it was the guitar. I have no idea. Really? He's, he I mean, said he wasn't up on it. I have no idea. All right, you're gonna make we're going to have to have our setless archivist have an, have an asterisk. Uh, I, I, I still think it means mother-father, but whatever. Hmm. Well, they supposedly mean mother-father in an African language, so I Google. But uh, hmm. Okay, so it's officially released on a compilation CD called Sounds of Wood and Steel, Volume 3. There you have it. Is that what you called? Is that what you were saying it was? Uh, I don't know if it was MM Dub, but um, so it sounds like we're right. We're you're we're both right, Jake. Because I know it's a studio, and I guess apparently also does really mean mother father in a strange language. And, and then I found another page that says it's Gambian, which which. Supposedly, Pantalanaga Pampa means yeah, but that's, welcome to our home, right? But that's a load of crap because there is no Gambian language. Right. I mean, that that, so, that just seems like the generic, oh, this is what this means. Yeah. No, it's not. There's, I mean, there's there's hundreds of thousands. Well, there probably are thousands of languages in Africa. Um, I don't know which one it would be. You would assume it would have some sort of tie to South Africa given Dave's heritage. But who the heck knows? My um, Jake, given your... Given your set vast knowledge title, of yes, I, I say we I say we're going to have to task you with this uh, in the coming week until uh, next podcast. What do you think? <laughs> Perfect. Um, it's how sound, about, to me. To me, it sounds Swahili. Sounds old Swahili. That's me, though. Can I make a suggestion for a little bit of litho blitho and as the um, litho blithlolo? <laughs> that's what happens when you have a very strong wine and you oh, take a it makes your mouth pucker. Quick update. Portland's Uh-oh. down two nil to Orlando City, so my nights just got better. Anyway, oh, carry on, Joe. Orlando City, yes. Yeah, we're gonna go make, we're Orlando gonna make, and die Portland. We're gonna make Jake you a fan. Scumbags. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying. Uh, litho blitho, Portland. you got to make a thing. Oh, I was gonna make a suggestion that it be the uh, uh, interlude to the break. Uh, yeah, okay, I can do that. Okay. Cool. So that was uh, – th- appreciate everybody for the comments from the, this DMB vote. So, so is this volume um, 11 or 12 coming up, Joe? Because you wrote 12. 12 is coming up. Um, this was 11. Oh, and, okay. Um, and we had two uh, mother fathers to choose from. There's only been two officially released. One from Warehouse 8 Volume 2 and one from Live Tracks 31. Um, Jake, did you have any pick between the two? 
Um, yeah, I chose C. <laughs> so you're just not you're not you're gonna you're gonna do the the classic Matt abstain because you're not a fan of Mother Father. Uh, yeah, I really could not care less to be honest with you. I I'm so I'm I'm like actually very much like disagree with that because like I probably would have had the same opinion maybe before like, listening to these two because it was part of the song series I listened to both I'm re- I really enjoyed it yeah I, I don't I, I like the song too Joe it was I, really I, look, good I, I listened to it I, I I actually listened to both of them um I, I I don't really like the song and neither of them really moved me to be honest with you okay well maybe that's yeah maybe neither one moved it but I, I was I was surprised by the song I really enjoyed it um we're taking on water. We're taking on water. I don't know. I just kind of got into the jam a little bit there. Whoa. Yeah. I don't even know what that's from. That's from Mother Father. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this week's winner is. Oh, I'm sorry. I was expecting you to ask me my opinion, but uh, move on, please. Oh, you really want to give an opinion? This would be the first. No, no, no. Hit it. No, hit it. Back that up. Back that up. What's this opinion of yours? I'd love to hear it. I pick the winner. Whatever wins. I would say okay. I would say Santana. I mean, yeah. That song made essentially with him in mind. Just exactly. Yes. And I a. I would say the same Santana and I don't know. Let's see. Let's let's find out who the winner is. The winner is I don't got to do this again, do I? Go. <laughs> the winner is Warehouse 8, Volume 2, which is 5.18.01, is the version with Carlos Santana. I'm like the Swami. I'm like Berman on ESPN. I, I pick them all. I know yeah. Jason like that one. Yeah. Not like Jake's, I what? What? Not like Jake's I bracket. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to beat that Carlos Santana version. I mean, his solo just adds a, adds a little bit to it. And um, what is is Carl uh, Perazzo? He's the, um, is he Santana's percussionist, I believe? Either of you guys know something like that, yeah. I believe it is, yeah. He kind of adds a little, little bit of the, um, you know, the steel drum type stuff on there. So, yeah, it's I, that was the winner. Um, nearly, it was like seventy five percent picked uh, that that version, and about twenty five percent picked um, Live Tracks thirty one. So, actually, surprised that um, Live Tracks thirty one from Camden actually got as many votes as it did twenty five. A lot of people like that version. So, uh, wasn't that close, but. Um, it was our first head-to-head. So um, that takes us to Volume 12, the next release. And I will just uh, announce in advance, we had a lot of misses this week. We, we, the ping-pong machine was torturing me, giving me balls that were not relevant. Um, but we're going to run through them, and I'm going to ask you guys to see if you guys know what any of them are, if you can recall. Because there's some pretty obscure ones in here. The first one that the ping pong machine generated was a song that's called, thank you for the sound effects, um, Meaningful Love. Do either of you guys know Meaningful Love? Or anybody in the podcast realm know Meaningful Love? No, that I, would, I would fully support like, the band like covering My Endless Love. <laughs> a lot of no's. So Meaningful Love is actually, a, nope, good, good guess, good guess. Um, it's actually a John Dearth song um, that Dave did vocals on. Um, it's in our tour central for one one ninety eight, so it's a placeholder. I take that, Jake, right? But it's um, it's a song yes. that he, that Dave added vocals for John Dearth. Does that sound familiar? Wow, now it does. Holy cow! 
Yeah, meaningful love. So that was the first one, ping pong machine really testing us. So I said, let's get another one. So I grabbed another one and <laughs> I got walk this way. Do any of you guys know? That's got to be Aerosmith. Walk- it is Aerosmith. Do any of you guys know when when it was played? Yeah, that's Yukon Cornelius. Um, or is it one two three go? I don't no, know which. It's Yukon probably. Is it Yukon? Well, so it's from. It is Stefan. It's from three twelve. And three thirteen of two thousand eleven. Yeah, so fa- fairly recently was two thousand eleven UConn. Then probably it's the, it was from the Secret Stash shows. Um, and they played two places in Vermont, and they played Walk This Way. That sounds more like um, yeah. That sounds more like uh, UConn. Cornelius. Yep. He had that other band. He did a, a one or two shows with called One Two Three Go. Right. Right. Um, Which so. I, it keeps popping uh, pops up from time to time. Um, so. Darn ping pong machine. So I had to go back and get another one. And I grabbed another one in. And it was Perfect World. Do you guys know what Perfect World is? How about Boyd? You are correct. It is a BT song. Sounds like a reflections. Perfect World. So um, a little Boyd. So I had to throw that one back. one person on this podcast who is saying a track from True Reflections. Just so you know. What do you mean? And it's not you two. I brought a little please listen action. I know. That was great. I actually re-listened that a couple times from the podcast last time. What would you think? It was really good. It was really good. I like that you kind of even called back to it. You had it stuck in your head. I liked that Oh, yeah. That's catchy. It's very catchy. So do you know Perfect World by chance? No. Okay. You only know know the one song. Uh, No, I got Cinnamon Girl. I know a few (laughs) things. Neil Young. Yeah, absolutely. So, Perfect World has not been released. Either has Walk This Way. Either has Meaningful Love. So, we had to go back to the ping pong machine. And we got a song by the title of Simple Thing. Do either of you guys know Simple Thing? Is it a more boring Jimmy thing? (laughs) It is not. Jake, any guesses? I, I do not know. It is actually, Simple Thing is actually a song from The Tribe of Heaven. Oh, um, God, which that's is a uh, Mike? Great uh, little album. Who's Mark who, Robach? That, Mark yeah. Robach and Dave Matthews from a 1989 recording. Yes, um, that ties in the, with DMB Archive, by the way. Uh, one of our um, oh, social media posts, Robach yeah. and Dave. That's just recently. Right, just um, by the week. way, I, I have breaking news. Oh, um, Lithlow, Bith. <laughs> I can't even say Bitho. <laughs> I'm going to say Bithlow again. Um, both of those words are Greek, actually. Um, they would roughly translate to stone god. Hmm. Where did, so where did, litho as a lithograph sources? stone. Litho stone, correct. And, and I see bitho as uh, meaning divine or god or goodness. So uh, apparently, um, well, I don't know if that's really the case or he just cut, threw a couple words together. But that's what I just came up with. In my vast research. That's a good find. I like that better than Mother Father. Well, I, I like anything better than Mother Father. <laughs> except Angel. That is some breaking news. Appreciate that. Interesting. Well, Greek. I feel like we're doing like the spelling bee there. Can you use it in a sentence, please, Jake? Uh, I can. Um, I would rather hear Stone God than anything. <laughs> oh, I love it. So surely we got to be ready for the song, right? Yep. So no, we're still oh. missing. We've, oh, for love we of went God. to the ping. We went to the ping pong machine, pulled out a ping pong, and it was 
long time to wait, ironically. For this song. <laughs> Do you guys know long time to wait? Yeah, I think that's the segment we're in. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that that uh, that Jake's not remembering because he's the one who probably put all these songs into two essential. I, I by put the way. In every single one of these in. These are um, all very obscure. Wait, Let me, wait, wait. Is there is WrestleMania going on right now? At some point, I, it is today. What am I doing on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're waiting for Joe to read off like seven more songs. Yeah, let's one. roll. Oh, come on. What, what is long time to wait? What is it? I, I like that so you guys don't know. Long time to wait? No guesses? I know Jake doesn't know, Matt. No, I've got nothing. It's another BT song from True Reflections. Oh, man. Uh, is this a sign? Yeah, no, this is like three in two weeks. Two, two just today. It's got to be a sign. Anyway, um, so we went back to the ping pong machine, pulled out one, and we got a song that is called 32 slash 20 blues and i'm not even sure if i'm saying that right if either of you guys know it 32 slash 20 blues <sighs> that sounds more like a tim thing yeah, that's tim actually that's actually eight five if that's a time signature oh interesting um tim is involved on this it's boyd and tim joined government mule at um the west palm beach show on 10 10 and played that song with them <laughs> So we were all there, and we all heard 3220 Blues. <laughs> we just didn't know what song it was. It was like, hey, look, Boyd and Tim is on stage playing with Gunnar Mule. I think I remember turning to both of you and going, is this 3120 Blues or is this 3220 Blues? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And then uh, didn't we get a Warren Haynes then play a little um, um, oh, yeah. Cortez? Oh, Cortez, yes. yes. So Cortez good. So was good. night two. Night one was 41, which was actually the very first 41 without – Sojourn of Arjuna since Jeff joined after uh, Roy's injury and, and unfortunate passing. Hmm. That was actually the first one was the night before. Wow. Um, so we again went to the ping pong machine, pulled out a ping pong. Please. And got a song that's called Nobody. Any Nobody? Guesses? Nobody. Th- that is definitely a Boyd song. And I was just going to say, let's go with the odds. It's on Boyd's album, right? <laughs> it is not. It is oh. actually a Robert Randolph and the Family Band song. Um, and I, Actually, I can't remember who guessed it. Maybe Boyd guessed it with them. I can't remember. Um, it was from 42006 from the Seaville Pavilion in Charlottesville, actually. And um, oh, I was at was that Boyd. show. I was going to say, you were there, Matt. Yeah. Was it Boyd that guessed it? I Cameron? don't know. <laughs> um. So that came to another song. I pulled out a song from the ping pong machine, and it was Penis Song. Oh, I love the penis song. Joe M's song series comes full circle. Wait, do you guys know the penis song? You guys didn't I, know any of those other songs? I but know you the know penis, penis song. song. That's a, you don't know any of the other ones, but you know Penis Song. You skipped I know the, one. You I know Penis one, Song, by the way, but and, yes, and I, know I know this penis time song. I'm going to eat it. Oh. Yeah, yeah penis, penis Song is from 9-11-92. That's the, uh, the Dave Solo <laughs> Show from the Deke House. Oh. Yep. Because they drew, uh, for the kids that got in the, that were either over 21 or under 21, whatever it was, they drew a, a drawing on their hand at, in lieu of like a uh, a bracelet or whatever to put on to show they were overage or underage. And Dave commented that it looked like a penis. A, a little short anecdote that's kind of related. Um, ben Folds 5 reunited for an album a couple of years back. And one of the songs that they wrote was called Draw a Crowd. And the chorus um, is, oh, if you're feeling small, if you can't draw a crowd, draw dicks on the wall. 
So it's kind of related to the penis song in that way. Ah, it's like their own version of it. (laughs) Pretty much. But good job, Jake. You did get it right. It is a made-up song by Dave as a joke referring to, you know, what they're being written on people's hands to to say whether they're old enough to drink or not. I believe that's going to have to be part of the podcast summary in the description, right, Joe? (laughs) Get a little penis song in there. Yeah, that's from... You've got to earn that explicit tag in iTunes. That's from September 11th, um, 1992. And and the uh, fraternity was Delta Kappa Epsilon for any Delta Cap Eps out there, if that's what you say. Thank you, Trebek. That's exactly what it's. In fact, back in the day, uh, which will probably happen now, this tour because of this. But back in the day, it was not uncommon to see someone bring a sign or hear someone scream "penis song" during a show. Really? Yes, it was very common. Probably up until about two thousand. Free penis song. <laughs> that could, Free penis. I don't know. I don't know. Free free penis song. Free penis. Free penis song is too long of a hashtag. Let's just shorten it to to free penis. Maybe for you, not for him. Uh, So that was was a unique one. And Jake, thank you. Right before I said penis song, you mentioned that I actually missed two that were popped out. I'll call them real quick because these ones I didn't think I, I was only going over the ones that I didn't think you guys would know. One that came out, I pulled out a ball. From the ping pong machine, and it was Three Little Birds. Unfortunately, Three Little Birds has not been released officially. I, I thought it had been released once. Am, am I mistaken? Uh, it, not it was, that I'm Let me look it was again. Not with, it was not on the Bonnaroo. Um, I could be mistaken. It is not. Nope. Okay. That's a great little. That's a great little cover. Actually, technically, it has been released because it was interpolated on Live Tracks 28 at, at the end of Last Stop. But that's strictly a interpolation. Yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't his own song, right? So yes, that one, that one did that one. I skipped over the oh, other one that Joe you guys will recognize. Horse, get, come on now, come on. <laughs> the other one that was um, that that I skipped over was uh, "Death on the High Seas." Actually, got drawn, um, but it's too new to make a release yet. And I think we're all in agreement that uh, we all enjoy the song. That would be a, actually that would be a great one for the warehouse disc. That would be, that would, be I really, would love to hear that one. Probably they probably wouldn't do it though because they probably want to milk it a little bit longer before putting it out. I don't know. It'd be nice if they put it out on there. Joe, how many ping pong? I My mean, God. Are, you, are you out? Are you out? I got, pong, are you recycling? I'm with, nope. I, we're getting there. We're we're we're. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. So I went to the machine, pulled out another one, Please. and it was Christmas time is here. Like the like the peanuts, it is thing? from Charlie Brown Christmas, right? From it's it's uh, it's Butch playing on that Butch and probably Carter. Correct. Um, actually, um, I think they did a tease one time and they played it in full. So what I have here is from twelve seven ninety eight from the Centrum in I said this wrong last podcast Worcester, Massachusetts. <laughs> 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 um, they played it there, and then they also teased it on twelve twenty one oh two at MSG. Um, Wait, the, the stuff they put in the Chinese food or the actual one in <laughs> Worcester sauce? <laughs> Worcester sauce. Would Worcester you like sure. MSG Worcester or, sure. You're or missing Worcester one. sauce? Worcestershire. 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 So that led us, let me and this giant machine of ping pong balls. I went and kicked the thing, and I said, give me a song that we can use. Got it. And it gave me If Only 
How many times do you guys think If Only has been released? Twice. Four. It has only been released once. Oh, how is that? So we got to pick another one. It doesn't count. We got to pick another one. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. (laughs) Oh, my God. Love of God. This is like that lamb chop show, the song that doesn't end. I feel bad for everybody listening to this right now. If only it's been released once, it's on Live Tracks 32, which is from Berkeley. So I said, okay, machine, I'm only giving you one more shot. You're not getting any more drum roll, by the way. Give 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 me the song, and it gave it to me. And the song it gave was I Did It. You did it? I did it. You did it. Oh, the song? The song I did it. I'd rather oh, you did it. How many times do you guys think I did it has been played? Too many. Three. Three. Release, not played. Excuse me. How many times has it been officially released? Far Jake too many. Three. You, three. Well, give a guess. How many is far too many? More than one is far too many, you're just saying? Yes, but it's probably six. Six. Three. It's actually been released four times. Oh, so close. It's actually not that much. I thought that was pretty low for I did it. I would have thought it would have got a lot more. Yeah, me too. It's actually. It's actually only two of the four are kind of even mainstream. The other two are really obscure. So the two times that it's really been released, and that's it, only two times, is um, Folsom Field release. Right, and, and Live Tracks 31. Yep, and uh, the Gorge box set. Oh. Those are the two, and then there's two other ones um, that related to the everyday release. So Wait, was, wait it wasn't on Live Tracks 31? It was not on Live Tracks 31. Wow. Okay. Uh, which is which is Live Tracks thirty one? That's the one from two thousand one. Yeah, no, it's not on. They didn't make that. Huh. Okay. You're gonna make me double check now because making me feel. No, like no, no. I, I I believe you. Um, Live Tracks thirty one from Camden. Uh, why do I only have a few songs in that one? Because <laughs> your computer likes you. It's only showing me disc three, so maybe. I don't think it's on there, though. Uh, I have to look into well, that. What are the other two? The other two. So as part of um, the everyday release, the album, in the UK and in Australia, they actually released bonus material to get people to buy the CD. Oh. And so there in Australia, there was an extra live CD that was a bonus, and they released the 7601 Soldier Field version of I Did It uh, on there, includes the ladies. And the other one in uh, England... Part of the Telegraph released an everyday promo of live material, and that includes a special performance from K Rock um, 106.7 FM in Los Angeles, a Dave acoustic version from 32101 of um, of I Did It. So hmm. very two two very obscure, unless you live you know international and got those albums. Um, you know those two are a little bit harder. It's nice to have a you know a Dave Solo officially reverse, reverse, um, excuse me, released version, but then otherwise it's Folsom and Gorge box set. Hmm, interesting. Yep. So wait, know, that- I feel like we just talked about this a couple weeks ago. Kind of like it's, I you know, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago specifically about is there even a best version of this? So. Um, I wonder how this is going to shake well, out. I, I know. Right. Uh, I know that both of you are, are fans of Space Between, especially you, Jake. Now that it's kind of God. developed, but it's improved. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. Much, much better. Has I did it made any kind of uh, comparable journey from everyday to where it is today? I can't believe I'm even saying this. Yes, 
Well, this is the and, best part about this is that I'm getting you on the record. I know, and I hate this, but I mean, how? And in, in, in all honesty, if you go back to, I think the last time it was played was like 2010. If you go back to 2010, they played it like four times because Boyd forgot to sing like the first three times. So they kept playing it until they got it right. And then like the last time they played it, it, it actually sounded good. It, it actually, with Tim on there, it's, it's a little heavier. It's got a little more meat to it. Um, it, you know, it's only three and a half minutes. It's a little less than three and a half minutes, I think. I mean, really, it's it's fairly harmless. Um, you know, I don't necessarily want to hear it, but it, it is better. The, the The versions with Tim are improvements over what they played before. Yeah, I mean, and I'm just surprised. I just confirmed it's not on Live Tracks 31. So, yeah, kind of mainstream, only ever been released twice, which you would have thought maybe... Um... For how much it's been around and for being a, a primary single off of an album, you would have thought would have made some more appearances. At least I would have thought but, that. But, you know, that goes along with what the DMB fan is. I mean, the lead single off of Everyday, fans hate, quote unquote. The lead single off of um, Stand Up, everybody hates. Well, I think that was Dream Girl. If they don't, they should. Um, that's just kind of the way things are. People don't like where you're going. Shake me like a monkey? Now people are sick of it because it's been played so much. I mean, you, so you can make that case, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of. I mean, those are the four lead singles off four albums in a row. Right, man. So, and I mean, and you could even you know you that's could even very go as that's far very as, depressing, Jake. Yeah, and and you could even make a point that the, the thing people like about Mercy is they could pee and get a beer. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, that's that's five in a row. It's single. This is not a band that makes their living off of the radio. And that's going back to my point about how album support really doesn't matter to them. Yep. I mean, there aren't too many bands out there where they'll play a single and fans are like, oh, come on, seriously? It would still be different, though, Jake, if you were to reverse the script. The band needed the radio back in. And not oh, yeah. that they were, but, you know, in the 90s, those hits were huge. For their future longevity, right? But yeah, no, I, I, now, but I now, agree but with now you. you're absolutely right. At this point, yeah, it's 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 the most bizarre fan base out there. I mean, everybody listening knows it. I mean, we all know it. We yep. we're all the same. I mean, really, the fan base does not equal the is not compatible with the radio base. That, that's the that's about how you could sum it up right there. When the band played Dream Girl at SPAC. My favorite part about that is listening to the fan recording and listening to the guy and the girl right in front of the microphone argue the entire time as the guy is booing his head off and the girl's going, I like this song. And he's just giving her the business about how awful it is. <laughs> well, that is volume 12 of Joe's DMB Vote Song Series. Yes. And thank you guys all. We watch um, for social media postings and on the front page of Ants for the poll. And let us know which I did it is the best officially released version. We will take a very quick break. We'll be right back.
All right, welcome back to our final segment. We will do some listener questions now. Uh, Joe M had to take a break after Joe M's DMV Vote Song Series went so long, so he had to take a quick pit stop, get uh, you know, get his wine glass filled, get his ping pong ball machine returned <laughs> because he gets charged by the hour. And my goodness, did he get soaked this week? You guys helped me build this thing, all right? It's just not me. Wow. Well, so our first question here is from Kyle J. Singletary. Kyle asks us, uh, Ants, will we see the return of The Last Stop this summer? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Yes. We what now, do I think or what yes. do I want? We will. I think and want and whatever else will happen. Jake? Now. Boo. I think yes. It's Listen, overdue. If they're really it's going overdue. to take a year off and not 2011 take a year off, then... This tour does have possibilities. Maybe a one-off, but I don't think you're going to see it regularly. Hey, that's not the question, Jake. Will we see? Okay, well, in that case... Come on, hedge. Hedge, Jake. No, I'm going to say with now. I'm saying no. All right. He's on the record. The the Gord Shows are the, as of right now, official last songs of the tour, correct? Uh, Yes, those would be the last shows of the tour, indeed. Uh, Um. I don't, just they, those it. would be the last stops of the. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, I got a um, I got a text message yesterday, and and thank you, um, to let me um, be your friend. <laughs> um, thank you to uh, Jill and Barlow who sent me a text. Actually, apparently, I'm still still trying to get some more info on it, but I don't know. On XM Radio yesterday on the Jam On station, the DJ after playing 41 with Bella Fleck said that he is hearing that there's possibly going to be a New Year's Eve show with Bella Fleck and Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, that's a good one. How Relax. the hell's he know? Come on. <laughs> it's XM Radio. <laughs> Come on. Give me a prank. Joe, I think you just started a rumor here. I, I, I'm not, I started it? The guy on the freaking XM Radio. Oh, jeez. Seriously? Interesting. Right. Okay. Uh, I mean, something I, to put in your hat. And, and don't and by the take way, it out on the messenger. If it right? happens, you heard it here second. Don't. No. Yes. Exactly. Don't take it out on the messenger. <laughs> um. Yeah. How about a question for me? Yeah. Go ahead, Joe. Um. Brad at Bikasachi says it's marching. Any chance there will be a random one-off DNT show this summer? Hashtag Ants Podcast. So I'm guessing this question came out prior to Canadagua being announced. Everything, everything okay over there, Jake? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not following what you just said. Oh, um, any chance there will be a random one-off Dave and Tim show this summer? Yeah, but you said something about something announced. I, I missed what you said. Did it? Did it not get announced? Canadagua show. Dave, I saw it. On, I don't. I saw it on the warehouse, but it's not there now. Oh, you take it yeah, off. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think that anything has been announced. I there have been rumors that there is going to be a show in upstate New York. That has been a rumor floating around for and about three weeks. It's not that stretch of a room, far of a stretch of a rumor either. They've done it for how many years now in a row? Three years? No, well they didn't. They didn't do one last year. Oh, they didn't do one last year, but it's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty frequent. Yeah, I mean they've done shows up there before. That's part of the um, the Constellation Brands. Uh, I, I think that's the actual yes. owner of the venue or the sponsor of the venue and the um, name and of the is, venue. Yep. And okay. And, and that is where um, dreaming tree wine 
is distributed. So, I mean, it would not be out of the ordinary for them to play there. Um, I would think they're going to play there. Just, I mean, regardless of what it is. Yes. Well, it seems like I think it got leaked and uh, I actually didn't realize it got taken down. Um, so to answer Brad's Twitter question, I think there's a good shot. Jake, Matt, you any questions? I do. I didn't know if Matt was going to say yes or no to that. But regardless, Matt's going to say yes, probably. Yes. Good um, call, Jake. B-Rad asked another question. Um, and that was, will Alpine ever get a double encore? Hashtag Ants Podcast. I'm surprised they actually don't have, have never had one before. Um, you know, they're really not necessarily common. Um, and, you know, how you define a double encore is, is sometimes a little loose. Uh, I'm just going to say no, just because it just it's not the kind of thing that really pops up too often. I think you took the bait, Jake. I think that was B-Red giving Alpine the double middle finger from spec with love. Oh, he's wow. for sure. He's for sure trolling Alpine, but here's yeah, what I would yeah, yeah. here's what I would say back. Alpine doesn't need a double encore. The shows are good enough and oh. epic enough without a double encore. Oh, we don't need to be sitting at the cool table. We're exactly. cool enough. Yeah, things just got heavy. Who cares about double encore stuff? That's for losers, man. We're just gonna dominate the show as normal. Don't need any of that gimmick stuff of a double encore. Hey, you know what? In 2017, neither venue gets a show. Gets a Here's show? A no, no, gets a, gets a DMV show. Yeah. But oh. how, how funny would it be if the band came back in 2017 to play like three shows and one of them was either Spack or Alpine? Can you imagine the butt hurt of the other fan base? <laughs> no, Here's, I kind of laugh thinking about how juicy that would be. <laughs> Here's another question that just popped in. It's from at uh, Suck It Spack. Will Spack get Dreaming Girl again this year? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Suck It Spack user. Appreciate all the questions. <laughs> all uh, right, so let's see. Alpine gets to go first this year, yeah. so it, shall, it should be interesting. So at Rydog85, 518 foul says, Ants, seeing Bruce, and this is kind of a follow-up on, on um, last podcast, last week's podcast. I saw Bruce a couple weeks ago, and it was brilliant. So um, the question is, seeing Bruce do a tour featuring a whole album and then some, do you ever see DMB doing that someday? I do not actually. I don't see them even doing a show um, where they play the whole album through. And I know that's something that people have desired greatly. I really don't think that's going to happen. It would have to be a special show, a special place to do that. Really, the only place they could pull it off is Gorge. Um, I just don't. Th- I don't think that's ever going to happen. I Wait, think why, actually, why not? Okay, it's just not. That's just not them. They're not going to play the same songs every night that that's not going to happen oh so I even though and, a, tour, a tour featuring yeah, that's the key word i get yeah i wasn't thinking about that yeah i mean really and and, and it, really bruce we talked about this last week that's really not bruce's thing either but this is kind of a special tour in a way uh for what bruce is doing this year so i i think that i don't think that dmb would do something like that i think the best chance of hearing us sh- going to a show and they play a whole album through the best chance of that is for an upcoming album, and that's the way that they do a show and release it, like an album release party where they play the album. I think that's that's the that's the most likely that I think to see that happen. Right, and they've only played an entire album once, uh, and that was for um, that was for Away from the World just a couple of years ago. 
And that and was, was not in order, though. No, not in order, but they played all the songs. That's the only time that's ever happened. So mm. they've never played every single song from an album during a show. So just it's just you know that's not that's just the thing that they don't do. Uh, Joe, you got a question? Yeah, Jim Oakley at Miller's Gym says, "Hey, ants marching, looking to head to Alpine for the first time." Oh, hey, SPAC people, you got any any thoughts on that? I, he asks, um, "What tips can you give about the venue?" Question mark. Hotel? Question mark. Tailgating? Question mark. Hashtag ants podcast. Hashtag DMB. Hashtag free dodo. First free dodo mention of free the podcast. Free dodo. We should make that a drinking game, so I'm going to drink to that. Good for you. Cheers. Yes. Um, so here, here would be my quick tips on Alpine. Um, the parking lot can be a mess. Do not go into the green parking lot, the, the green tailgate area. The green lot empties very, very slow. Um, if you can team up with anybody doing the bus lots, the buses um, have a cool little area kind of outside of the yellow lot, and it is a mass crazy scene. There are people everywhere. Buses unload with 50 people, and there's, it's, it's fairly crazy, um, but it's pretty good. Tailgating at Alpine is awesome. There's early tailgating. You can pay to get in a little bit earlier from everybody and extend your tailgating time. Highly recommend that in the two sets world because – um, the two sets you have limited tailgating time, so recommend that hotel. Not very many good options related to Alpine. Nothing nearby. There's one associated with the um, ski range that's right there. Fairly booked up, probably. From what I know, it's kind of a not that good of a hotel, um, but you can try to get in there. Usually have a wait list. And um, otherwise, than that, I recommend camping. If you if you're up to that, you can stay pretty close. Otherwise, you're pretty much staying a little ways away um, into the city. So um, highly recommend the voice. Um, there's not a bad seat in the house. It's got a great incline. Um, pit's very large. So if you're in the pit, it can get very crowded and uh, it's pretty big. Um, reserve seats are all great. There are some poles. And um, the lawn is the biggest lawn you'll ever see for a music venue in the United States that I'm aware of. Besides New York City's great lawn in Central Park. Did I hit it good? Did I miss anything, guys? That was well done. That was very well done. Excellent. I literally, I, I, I didn't even prep anything. I swear. I just read the question and spit, spat it out. But um, Matt, you got a question? Uh, yeah. Um, Will Sinclair, one of our favorite uh, Ants podcast question contribu- contributors, asks, uh, is Ants Plus still a thing? How do I Ants Plus? So, uh, yes, it is. Um, and Jake, I'm going to want your input on this too, but uh, Ants Plus was kind of... Uh, conceived out of a, a response to people who are saying, hey, how can I donate to Ants? I want to donate to Ants. I want to, I want to throw you guys some bucks, help you, help you host the site. Thank you to anybody that is. Very that much. It. Yes, absolutely. And it comes out of our pockets if, if, we don't, if we can't meet it. So thank you to everyone that has done that. So really what we came up with was rather than, than just say, here's, here's a donate button and, then, and, at, and at various times during the year ask for donations, we said, hey, we're going to start this Ants Plus thing where it's kind of a, it's a subscription. And really it ends up costing you what is it? Uh, Thirty bucks a year, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, like so, a couple, yes, two bucks, bucks a month. month. Yeah, thirty yeah. bucks a year. And what it gets you is, um, uh, it gets you a couple things. It gets you access to the Ants Plus forum. It is a private forum for site supporters. Um, and one of the big attractions to that forum is this thread called "Busted Stuff Jake," and it's basically Jake giving his inside information and insight. Kind of gets a little loose lipped in there. 
and 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 give some insight. So it's it's kind of an interesting chat thread. It's got I think it's got over sixty thousand posts by now, and it's ongoing and and active every day. That's one of the things that's kind of cool. Uh, secondarily, if you are an Ants Plus member, you do not see any ads on AntsMarching.org. So you you do you are paying for the uh, the privilege of not seeing any advertisements, which is nice. You know, makes your 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 site visit cleaner. So those are just a couple of things. Uh, I think we allow a larger private message box, bigger avatars. Uh, some things like that, but it really is kind of like, Hey, you can donate and that's great. And thank you. But we want to give a little something back as well. If you do choose to donate. So that's what ants plus is. Uh, you can still ants plus will yes. Um, on the front page of ants or anywhere on ants, actually the top message uh, or the top, um, navigation bar has an ants plus, uh, link up there. And that is how you can sign up and subscribe to ants plus. So thank you for asking. And everybody who already is ants plus Thank you for supporting us, and everybody who might consider it, thank you for considering supporting us. Yes, thank you, guys. Yeah. And that was how we uh, used to do our podcast prior to uh, this iteration with, with the uh, Periscope and such. That used to be the exclusive way to watch was through Ants Plus. We used to do a little link there through, um, you know, I don't know if you got the name of that thing. Ustream, yep. yeah, that, until they just completely fell yeah, apart. Yeah, they, they changed and, their product and killed it, yeah. Yeah, they've just destroyed it. Uh, the other cool thing about uh, Ants Plus, um, in addition to the things that Matt discussed, is that uh, oftentimes uh, when we're trying out um, new things, new products and such, we um, ask for feedback and such from there. Kind of gives you an exclusive look at things. So sometimes um, when people are teasing things, um, they're already available in Ants that, Plus. That's a good point, Jake. It just, just if you this week catch I, my yeah, drift. Just this, just this week, I started a thread about the um, upcoming thing. Uh, thing. Uh, yeah, that. And we talked about that and gave some detail about that. Bounced <laughs> back and forth. So yeah, plus plus got in on that. It was cool. Yes, yep. Jason. Uh, I, I think I tried this name a couple weeks ago and I messed it up. I think it's Lamer or Lamar Lamire. Uh, Notas Lame twenty four asks uh, at Ants Marching. I believe someone else mentioned this, but what is the band's archive? Tucker Rogers has the best job. Hashtag Ants Podcast. Yes, Tucker is the most awesome person on the face of the earth. By the way, Tucker is the coolest mofo from here to Gardenia. Um, the archive that we know of. Um, and they, they really haven't discussed everything in there, but basically it is the music. It's the stuff that we talked about last week, the, all the recordings and such like that archived and, and how it's uh, we talked a bit, a little bit again about this last week about how the shows are shipped back and then they're archived and they're put in order and such. So basically it's all there and all for your listening pleasures so yes it is the you know dream of every fan probably just to go in there for like 30 minutes and listen to everything they possibly could i would love to i'd love to just spend some time in that archive could you imagine yeah and well you know the thing that i would be interested in is to find out what they have you just want you just want mackhead just be honest i've heard mackhead i don't care about mackhead anymore i'm moved on (laughs) i want to know what i want to know is was Monkey Man really sound checked? Now, I know it was sound checked. I know people that were there. I was there too, in, Jake. In Monkey Man in, in Colorado? Not Colorado. I was in Buffalo. In Buffalo when they did Monkey Man. Oh, is that in the arc? I don't even know if that's in Tour Central. I'm going to have to double check on that. Might, you know what? Let me make sure it's Monkey Man and not um, Big Eyed Fish. 
Because Monkey Man was definitely played in Colorado. I know two people that heard it with their own ears. Um, I'm, I, I assume that the band records sound checks because that would just make sense, especially if they're working on something. So, in fact, I, I would say, yeah, they definitely do because they released a sound check from 95. So I'm sure they have it. Uh, so, no, Jake, it, I, I'm wrong. I was it was Big Eyed Fish? I was thinking 2001 they played, um, they played Prelude. Remember Prelude, oh, the Grace oh, of Dawn intro? Yeah, that's Gosh. from Live Tracks 31. Love I love that. Yeah, so, and they, they sound checked it in uh, at Ralph Wilson Stadium in 2001. Wow, very cool. Yeah, and I remember hearing it from the parking lot. I would be interested to hear Monkey Man from um, 2000 from Colorado. I want to hear what that was, how different that is from Monkey Man, um, from the Lily White Sessions that we all know and love. That is to me the holy grail now because since i've already heard backhead i don't care about it like the rest of you just loves and i have to and i don't know if you know this is the case or not but um joe lawler i believe his role on the tour is to record the shows digitally for archive purposes is that true or not correct that was the, a story that came out a couple years ago there was a beautiful write-up on how they actually went through it they recorded on the hard drives shipped the hard drives back to charlottesville and then in Charlottesville, they're, they're archived and stored and, and all the entry that an archivist would do as such. And, so, and while yeah. they haven't mentioned this, I know the band can request if they want to have something pulled up for them to listen to, if they want to, you know, get it on their iPod or their phone and listen to it so they can practice it. You know, they're going to start playing a song they haven't played in a long time. I'd have to think, I don't know if this is the case or if you know, Jake, that probably Joe Lawler is the one that's responsible for that. I feel like he's the tour connection to the archive Joel, Joel yes and um I, fe I feel like he's probably got a pretty good gig too because he can probably access anything from the archive since he's putting stuff there even though they send it on the hard drives for official archiving I feel like he probably has access to to pull stuff from there to give to the band members uh I would probably say not no um, okay because that that's not how an archive should work a an archive should have an archivist it should have someone that has control and custody over all of the songs um mm. and then that person should be the one that's in charge of distributing whatever it is this is we're talking about music uh, last week we talked about different things like pictures and stuff like that but somebody should be in charge of taking that and providing it to a person so mm. i don't think uh it, it would be illogical to me to have more than one person to have access to that archive to grab okay. things it's, it's just that's kind of not the way it works yeah i mean i figured to grab would not be a problem obviously to put you only want one person putting so you can you can follow standards and whatnot but yeah okay i can i can see that yeah um here's a question um michael calvert uh, at uh red dirt 41 says ants marching passed up going to seville family obligation right decision um have you ever passed up going to a big show why hashtag ants podcast do you guys ever pass up a big show um in 1995 12 i flew into atlanta on my way back over to alabama and dave matthews band was playing at the omni that night i drove right over to the omni drove by the omni and i said you know i literally will have to stay here for 12 hours i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go to the show and I did not go to the show. The band played Little Thing that night, full Ooh. band. 
Did you have an excuse? Um, It was just because you didn't want to stay for 12 hours? Literally, it was just, I I don't want to stay for 12 hours and end up spending $60 that I don't have to sit around all day and probably drink and pass out before the show. Um, And that was it. And the second I got back to Tuscaloosa, I went, you know, I really made a mistake. I had nothing to do today. And I almost drove back to Atlanta. And I still to this day remember that. Gosh, I should have went to that show. The biggest thing that usually causes people not to be able to go to a show is tour season is, happens to dead collide with wedding season. Yep. Oh, yeah. Have Jake, if, they, if, um, if there was a show in Orlando and you had a wedding to go to, which would you go to? Probably the show. J- uh, uh, Matt, what would you do if there was one? In, uh, am I in the wedding or am I just at the wedding? Uh, yeah, you, I'm just if I'm just going to the wedding. Yeah, if I'm in the wedding or like participating yeah. in the wedding. Uh, look, 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 quick, <laughs> little quick anecdote. If you um, are the one being married. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, 2000 was my first show, Ralph Wilson in July, right? July 7, 21, 2000, and I was 18 years old. I was playing American Legion baseball, and I played baseball my whole youth up to that point, and. Of all sports that I played, I think baseball was my sport. So it was a big deal for me. We had great summer ball teams where I'm from, Little Falls, New York. Great, great summer ball teams. And I remember skipping that game to go to a Dave Matthews Band show, which happened to be my first Dave Matthews Band show. Nice. And it wasn't well received by the coaches. It wasn't, and I get it. Um, I'm glad to say that it was worth it in the long run, missing the game because, I mean, look at us now, right? But, Do you um, think it cost your career, your pro career? Uh, you know, the White Sox, you know, the Little Falls White Sox were scouting me right. Yeah. No. Uh, but um, I don't think I've ever missed a DMB show for anything major, other than the fact that in 2009, I skipped going to the Darien Lake show because I was moving out here. Mm-hmm. And so I said, yeah, can't do it. So I gave the tickets to my cousin, and he got laid because he had great <laughs> seats at Darien Lake. Wow! So I, I let will, that be a lesson to you. So Get you're your saying you could have got that. you could have got laid by your from your cousin? Uh, <laughs> no, no. I, I'm saying you know my cousin, due to my great seats, got his. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't. I I don't have one. The reverse. I don't know that I, if there's a show I want to go to. Sorry, what I'm gonna miss? You know, I, you know, I've missed a lot of family stuff. Reunions. I don't think any. I don't think I've missed any major weddings. Nothing. Nothing I've actually had to be in um, for shows. So a lot of stuff. I, I. I would say I have one like yours, Matt. Like what I gave up or what I missed out on by going to the show. So I ended up going to Central Park, and it was right at the beginning when school was starting. And I was like, screw this. I'm going to Central Park. So I flew out to Central Park. I literally did like a probably a 24 hour trip. I think I slept in the airport, uh, Newark airport I slept in. Um, but to, I had to fly out the day before and then came back the day after. Well, the day I flew out was the first day of classes for school. And um, and then I flew back, you know, the second day. So I ended up missing the first two days of school, of class in college. And um, I ended up getting dropped from the class oh. uh, because I wasn't there for the first two. And the problem, <laughs> the problem was, is this class was a, had a backlist of people to get in. That's why they dropped me so quick is because they wanted to fill in people. And I needed this class to continue with the college curriculum. If I miss this, it, you know, it, 
Fs up everything after that where now I have to like waste a whole quarter semester because I can't take other classes because they're dependent on this one. So I had to plead to the instructor and I actually made up a fib about this. Like I was saying, I was flying from home. It's the only time I got the flights and I showed them my flights from coming back from 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 the Central Park show. I just saying I was coming from home is what I said. But really, I was coming from a Dave Matthews band concert. And um, she put me back in the class on probation and said, I want to see how you do. I ended up freaking nailing the class. It was like um, Microsoft Office class or something ridiculous. <laughs> um, but I, I nailed it. But it, that was my kind of funny story related to I chose the show over the first two days of class. and ended up getting dropped from the class, and I really needed to be in it. That's tremendous. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, let's fly through a couple of these really, really quick. Uh Jared uh, Shaffron asks, at Jared Shaffron, um, have you guys ever considered bringing a guest onto the podcast, hashtag answer podcast, hashtag free dodo? Um, we have, and we have already done this before. Um, we've had a couple guests uh, on. We've done a couple big interviews. Uh, <laughs> I want to throw out an idea. I'm forgetting everybody we've interviewed, so go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Batson, Timmy. Um, yeah. Danny Barnes. Danny Barnes. Yeah. Danny yeah. Barnes. I, I, Ever, yeah, a whole bunch of people. Um, I would say if you want to be a guest on this podcast, you should get like X number of signatures that people that also want you on this podcast, and that's a way to get on. Oh my god! Hashtag ants podcast. Hashtag what is what's the hashtag? I'm saying podcast? I'm saying get a little bit of a campaign going and tweet at us. Exactly, get a campaign, get enough people that that they want you on the podcast, and we'll bring on. Because listen, we, there are a lot of people that want to be on the podcast, and oh. there's a lot of a lot of people that we wish we could get be, on here. B Rad is rolling his eyes right now on Periscope. Oh, we're not having B Rad on. We've already had him on. He just he doesn't. B Rad called us from the pit at intermission during a show. Was it Saratoga? No, it was Hartford. Hartford, and 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 actually called into the podcast live, and we uh, we talked to him. That was awesome. I loved it. Yes, I remember. So hence his rolling his eyes at the question because hey, been there, done that from his point of view. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I think it's on our to do list uh, to figure out if there's a way to bring some guests on. It's hard to enough to coordinate our three schedules and then uh, to work in more. So I think we'd love to um, just find out the right way. But if, um, if everybody really wants um, somebody particular on, you know, let us know and we will, we'll try to make it happen. I got a question. Um, Mark Volts at the, excuse me, Matt Volts at the Matt Volts says, um, why were live shows rumored to be released like the Purdue Dave and Tim show or night Two Alpine 08 scrapped? Will they ever be released? Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag DMB. I, I actually cheated and I looked it up to see if we ever announced why the Purdue show was not released. I know we mentioned it in Ants Plus. Again, another perk of being in Ants Plus. But we had received word years ago, and I think that show was recorded in, in, in 03. So sometime either in 03 or 04, we received word saying that basically everything was delayed. They had a problem with the filming. Um, and, and the way filming works is you kind of film – this is like inside baseball talk, but you kind of film in the raw and then you kind of color correct later on and such. But if you kind of set it too low or too high, it messes everything up. Um, and they had some problems with the original film. That is what the email we received about it. Um, it hasn't been released since. So I'm going to assume that something tragic happened with the video and it's unusable. 
Um, Alpine Night 2, that was the one that was um, that went along with uh, Big Whiskey and the Grugax King. That was originally announced uh, night one and night two, and then they ended up releasing whichever night they released. Uh, you know, I don't know what happened with that, but um, I don't think you'll ever see either of those released. Maybe you'll see a Dave and Tim Purdue 03, maybe it's like a DMB Live, but I, my guess would be you won't see either of them. Darn, I would love to see them, especially Purdue, since I was there. I was like, yeah, right there. And in fact, I was looking at the story, and that was like our breaking news that our own Joe M was right there at the show and told oh, us. It was, is that really there? Yes, that's what it says in the uh, news that's story. Funny. Yes, uh, you, I, in fact, I, when I read that, I was like, oh, God, I remember that. Joe called me. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, there's big cameras here. Yeah, they got the whole booms going. They, I mean, they spent a lot of money to record that show, and it sucks that it's. Um, not going to be released. It was a good show too. So yeah. we, wanna, we definitely want to thank everybody for for submitting the questions. We we love taking them and and it, and it gives us stuff. I mean, we can the, the three of us can talk amongst ourselves and think of things we want to talk about. But the questions always take us by surprise. So thank you all so much for for submitting them. You know, if you want to send a question during the week, hashtag Ants Podcast on Twitter is a way to get our attention. We will do our best to get to you. I think we've done a pretty good job of. Of covering everybody up to this point. So um, I think we're going to wrap up here. Jake, do you have anything to add? Nope, I think that'll do it. That'll do. And you, Joe? No, thank you guys for the questions we didn't get to. Um, please send them in again, and we will try to get to them next time. Yeah, and, and definitely uh, keep going to Ants. Follow us on uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and, of course, AntsMarching.org. We are the hub of all things DMB. Yes, and uh, there is definitely more to come. And, and keep an eye on the site over the coming days and weeks for more details on the AntsMarching.org 2016 Charlottesville Monoloco Night Zero Party. Yes. Awesome. We will see you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, Tour Central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. This